Hello, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domang. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries, Bible study author and teacher. And I want to welcome you to her podcast today. In her podcast, we help women find healing and encouragement for real life through the Bible. And today I want to share with you from my own current real life circumstances and how God has ministered healing and encouragement to me through a crisis season. So when is the last time that you've been in crisis mode where normal life stops and urgent takes over? Three months ago, crisis mode became my reality. My mother is 94 years old and she suddenly faced a health crisis that stopped my world in its tracks. And probably about three weeks into that crisis season, I was driving home from the hospital and I found myself praying for forgiveness. I said, Lord, I am so sorry that I haven't been praying um, and reading my Bible every single day. I'm so sorry that I, I haven't been just having that normal quiet time prayer every single day. And, and Lord, just please don't leave me. Please keep me and help me through this. And I just started trying to explain, saying, Lord, you know, even my early mornings are completely consumed with the situation. And I just said, what am I to do? And in that moment, I heard that still small voice that ministers to the depths of our being. I heard, trust me, I've got you. And I realized that I was somehow counting my works, my getting up early in the morning to pray and my getting up and reading my Bible as the reason that he holds me and that he holds my life together every day. And at that moment, I truly did have to ask for forgiveness because I recognized that I had in some way elevated my own works above his. Second Timothy 2.13 came to my mind and it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And while I had not failed God in some dark, sinful sense of failing him, I still felt like I failed him. But what God through his spirit reminded me of was his faithfulness to me and his mercy and his compassion. Lamentations 3.22 says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Now, I wonder if you have ever felt that way. Maybe you've been in a hard season or a busy season. Maybe you're there right now and normal life is just not normal anymore. And maybe it has affected your time with Jesus and you wonder if you're going to be okay. Um, I want to tell you that Jesus is the one who carries us through the ups and the downs of life. You know, the reality is we will fail God, but he will not fail us. 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says that love never fails. That is an absolute statement. We find another absolute regarding love in 1 John 4, 16 that says God is love. We need to remember in our weaknesses, in our personal failures and shortcomings, God's mercy will not fail us. His compassion toward us will not fail us. And God's ever, uh, his very essence is never 
failing love. So I wonder who needs to cling to that truth today. For me, this truth breathes life and peace to my soul in the midst of an ever-changing storm. Several times throughout that early part of my mother's health crisis, a, a couple of months back, we were all convinced that my mother was going to enter glory and see her Savior face to face at any point. And um, however, my mother has uh, spent the past two decades repeatedly defying odds and overcoming health issues that we were all sure would take her to her, her eternal home. And I always say my mother is truly one of the strongest women I have ever met. Well, a few weeks ago, we moved her to assisted living and uh, and she is doing quite well there. So I'm quite thankful for that. But during that season, during this past season that we've been going through all of this, God has allowed these pressures into my life to force me to evaluate many aspects of my life. And I believe it's to bring about a new transformation, maybe even a redirection by the Holy Spirit's guidance. And I realize how much that we will do. I, I say this, say you as uh, we, as you being included, but I should just say I will do because I, I will say that is truly me. I will do a whole lot to avoid stress and pressure in my life. Um, but I've also seen how much the things that we desperately seek to avoid are often the very things that Jesus uses to work in us and to lead us to the place where he wants us to be. Remember that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to go through a season of pressure and temptation. God purposed Jesus' wilderness experience as preparation. He used it as a time to fill him with the Holy Spirit's power to bring the good news of salvation to the world. So how many times did God use seasons of preparation to speak, to lead, to guide, to teach, to anoint, to prepare someone for their next season of life? If we look in the Bible, we see wilderness experiences and seasons of separation over and over again. Abraham was told to get out of his country and separate from his father's house so that God could test him and teach him and give him a story that me and you cling to as evidence of our own hope today. And then Moses, Moses faced his own season of separation in the wilderness. And, and there he encountered God on Mount Horeb in the form of a burning bush. God instructed Moses of his plan to free his people uh, through his power operating in and through Moses. And today we treasure the story of Moses and God's deliverance for his people as a testimony of God as our deliverer and the deliverer of those that we love. Now, I want to encourage you, dear sister in Christ. When God directs you to the wilderness for a season, 
be encouraged that he purposes that season for good, for his power to manifest in your life in a specific way, ordained by God to further his story through you. While our name isn't Jesus or Abraham or Moses, our God actively writes his story in the lives of those who walk with him, who love him, who seek to honor him. The last thing I wanted to share with you today is what I believe is one of the primary lessons that Jesus has been teaching me during my own personal life crisis mode. And it's that Sabbath rest, that Sabbath rest um, needs to be, <clears throat> excuse me, it's that Sabbath rest needs to be a priority in my journey with Jesus. I remember several months back, I would say it would be right before my mother's health crisis. My pastor preached a message about how important it was for us uh, to take time to Sabbath or to rest from work. And um, and he wasn't talking about it from a legalistic stand standpoint. He was just saying, God put that there for us and we need that. And that was one of those messages that I was just sure it was not for me. Um, I didn't need it because I did not have time to even consider rest. I had way too many life demands that were good, family, ministry, church, husband, business, and cramming in a couple of days a week to work out for my own health. But rest was not on the list. You know, <clears throat> honestly, rest sounded nice, but impossible. So I started I started, I stayed on my hamster wheel uh, of life, just where, just going, going, going until God allowed this crisis for, with Karen for my mama to stop the wheel. So one day I'm racing through life and the next I am having to accept that I can't do everything. In fact, uh, there's points that I'm going, I, I can't even do anything right now. And so all of these things um, that had been consistently running in my life had to be reevaluated. My ministry schedule, as I knew it, came to a halt. I tried not to panic. I mean, besides, I was a leader in the church. I had to keep it all together, right? But I was panicking on the inside. <clears throat> you know, one thing about a crisis is we're sure to see the cracks in our life, the weak spots in our character, in our faith, in our emotional health. It seems that pressures of life just squeeze the yuck in us to the surface. And in the midst of difficulties and pressures, my pastor encouraged me to read The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And this book is written by Peter Scazzario, I'm not sure I'm saying that right, but um, in, in his book, he talks a lot about Sabbath rest. And once again, God confronted me with this area of my life that he wanted to transform. And I'm a learning 
that rest reflects trust in God, that I, I am not the one in control, but God has the details of my life, my family, my ministry, my hopes, my dreams, my desires, my health, all in the palm of his hand. Um, he doesn't need my help to sustain all the elements of my life, but I need him and I need rest and I need to rest in him knowing that he cares for me, knowing that he is good, that he is trustworthy and faithful to fulfill all that he has planned for my life. Now, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 records Jesus saying, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I, from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. For you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. First Peter five seven says, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Listen, dear sister in Christ, you are loved with an everlasting love by the one who is, who was, and always will be. He is your vindicator. He is the one who never changes. He has always been. He always will be. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is your ever-present help. Rest in the truth of your position in Christ. Maybe you need to hear that today. Maybe you've been trying to keep your life together, doing all the work to tirelessly manage what is more than you can manage. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then one of my favorites, Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Isaiah 26, 3 and Philippians 4, 6 through 7 give us the key to peace in all our anxiety-inducing circumstances. The key is focus on God rather than the circumstance. Rest in God. Turn your mind on God. Take your anxieties to God. And the promised result is that we are assured of a supernatural peace of mind, a rest of the soul. And maybe it is time for you to take a Sabbath rest. Stop working and relentlessly striving and start trusting again. And hear the Savior's call. Come to me, all you who are heavy burdened. I will give you rest because I care for you. I thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have been blessed and encouraged. And I just want to end with a prayer for you. Oh, if you find yourself in crisis mode, precious Heavenly Daddy, Lord God Almighty, I lift up this dear sister in me in Christ who may be just like me and found herself in a situation where life has just gone up in smoke. What is normal is just um, not normal. What is 
once normal is just a mess right now. And I just pray for her. I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you just fill her, anoint her, um, rest upon her, give her peace, Lord. I pray that you would cause her to turn her mind towards you to set her sight and her focus on you and that you would give her all that she needs to rest. Lord, help her know that you have all the details of her life in the palm of your your hand and that you are working all the details of her life out for your honor and glory and for her good, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are trustworthy, you are faithful, and we can put everything, every need that we have into your hands and trust you. We love you so much, and I pray, God, that this sweet sister is being ministered to by the power of your Holy Spirit right now, Lord. Not my words, but by your Spirit, says the Lord. We give you praise for your work in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that you have been encouraged. And and if you find this an encouragement to you, share it with somebody else that maybe needs to be encouraged in the place that they find themselves in today as well. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll listen again the next time.